Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion. Welcome back to the Everyday Saturday Podcast. It's your boy, Sam Crowley. Let's dive right in. April... (laughs) Let's dive right in with the wrong date. August 17th, 2021 will always be the day. The day our youngest daughter, Susan, was born. Can you believe it's been seven years? Those of you that have been following the podcast that long, seven years ago today... I got a text message while going through the drive-thru at Dunkin' Donuts. Why am I always at Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, Picking up some donuts for the girls, uh, their older sisters, and myself, because my wife had been on bed rest at the University of Cincinnati Hospital for the last week. Uh, Her water broke at 23 weeks, and they kept her laid up in bed for the entire week, and the baby was in distress. That's the text I got. Baby in distress, they're getting her out at 10 a.m., C-section. So... I was like, oh boy. So I called my neighbor. I said, hey, uh, can you watch the kids? I got to fly downtown. It took me about a half hour to get down there. Felt like I won 100, you know, like I was just some cop in a chase or something. Got down there, um, put on the uh, the bunny suit, they call it, put the scrubs on, met my wife in the OR. And they, you know, took Susan out and C-section. He goes, oh, you stick around, give her a couple hours to live. A couple hours, a couple hours. I mean, the girl was born at 24 weeks. I mean, how much, you know, hope could we have at that time and by the way if she did live through the grace of god she would have an 80 percent profound chance of a neurological disorder you know cerebral palsy something along those lines and you know she'd be combined in a wheelchair the whole life well let's go giddy up man we'll take whatever god gives us and so susan made it through that first few hours and you know we called him dr doom the doc he had to do he had to go through every single ailment and affliction she could possibly have not only in the next few days or a few months, but few years. And it's like, oh my lordy. And we ain't no spring chicken. I mean, I'm 53. I was 46 at the time. And uh, my wife was 45. And so, you know, who boy, be given this. And then Susan made it through the night. The second night, though, they did call us down to say goodbye to her. They thought she wasn't going to make it. And she did. She made it through. And look, it was touch and go for, for a week. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. You already know the story if you've been listening to the show. But the bottom line is she'll be, t- she turned seven years old today. We're having a big old celebration for her. And I mean, I'll tell you what, it is so emotional every August 17th. And look, every birth of my child and your child is a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. I mean, just, it's it's incredible human life being delivered into this world. I mean, it, it's just amazing. Uh, and I'm not saying that Susan's birth was any more of a miracle than my other daughters. I mean, I certainly would never say that. It's just the journey that she took to get to her seventh birthday is different than most individuals. You know, she came home after 221 days at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. She had a trach. Uh, I mean, she had a hole in her heart that close. She didn't have to have open heart surgery. Thank you, God. 
Um, but then we went on a ventilator and a trach at home. We were the caretakers. We didn't have any nurse. So for three years, my wife and I didn't sleep. Uh, we would fight because no sleep causes you to say things that you don't mean and get in arguments that you shouldn't get into. Sleep is really, I don't know if you want to call it underrated or what, but let me tell you, we were so sleep deprived for three years. It's not that we were at it. It wasn't, you know, guns and knives by any stretch. I don't want to give that, but there were times, you know, it's like, I've been slept. I haven't slept either. We got to clean the vent and clean the trach and take the trach out. And so here we are. And I share all this with you to say the, the reason we go on this journey of entrepreneurship is for the freedom. It's for the freedom. Every day I went downtown with my wife. I was right there with her. 221 days. We would drop our older kids off at school and we would pack a lunch. We would go sit with Susan. I'd have my laptop. I'd open it up a lot of the times. I'd go in the waiting room or I would work right there because, hey, you know, the mortgage company doesn't care. Car payment still has to get done. Food, groceries, electric, they don't care. Oh, you got a kid in the hospital? Great. Are you late on your payment? We'll shut your electric off. I mean, life goes on, sadly. Isn't that sad? But it's true. Life goes on. So I had to keep that laptop lifestyle going, and I traveled to speak. I remember there were several speaking gigs that I still went to. I said to my wife, are you sure? She's like, um, hi, if you don't speak, we don't eat. So go speak. I'm like, oh, I can't leave you here. I mean, I remember I was speaking in London. London. I had to leave on Thanksgiving Day. I stopped at Children's Hospital to uh, wish Susan a happy Thanksgiving. I left my family on Thanksgiving Day to take a red eye to London so I could speak the following day. And uh, when I came back was when um, they had moved Susan from University of Cincinnati to Children's, actually. So I didn't visit her at Children's. I visited her at UC. When I come back, she's at Children's Hospital. And the following week, I'm speaking in Orlando, and they trach her. Put a trach in her, in her throat. I'm like, what? Now this is... Every time I leave, something like that. It was just so stressful. But then at some point, if you've ever been through something like that, everything th seems to go in slow motion too. You know what I mean? It's like it was so stressful, but yet you were so in the flow, in the moment, so present. Like I've never been more present and so numb at the same time. It was just, it was a wild time. And this entrepreneurial journey allowed me to be there for my family, you know? Because imagine asking your boss at work for nine months straight, hey, you mind if I take the day off and go with my kid? You'd be fired. You know, trying to leave early, juggle meetings, maybe catch some time at lunch or after work. I would have never saw my older kids, you know? I needed to be there for my family, for my wife, for my kids. And I couldn't ask a boss for all that time off. So thank you, God, for the entrepreneurial journey, for the stick to for the ability to just make something out of nothing. And it's just, this is so much more than making money. The money's good, no doubt about it. I gladly accept the money. I don't want the money. I want the testimonials. I want what comes with helping people and inspiring people to go after their own journey so they can be free. So you never have to ask somebody permission to go live your best life. Now, here's the sad part that comes with that. Because there's always the yin and the yang. There's always the front of the coin and the back of the coin. The front of the coin is freedom is right there. It's right there. But the back of the coin is most people will never do it because of all the baggage they carry with their mindset. With Maybe they're too comfortable. Maybe they're making a good amount of money. They could never imagine themselves giving up the golden handcuffs that come with the J-O-B, the jump out of bed, the journey of the broke, the just over broke, you know, the job, the job that most people hate, yet they're afraid to lose. So the reason this entrepreneurial journey is reserved for so few people, but the rewards are so amazing, 
is because it takes that stick to It takes that ability to really focus. It takes that ability to understand why you're doing what you're doing. And you leave all the excuses and all the victimhood and everything stays at the door. Because when you come through that door of entrepreneurship, you have to understand that you can fail on a grand scale. But just that one chance, that one shot that you're going to catch lightning in a bottle, and it will happen. I mean, I've never seen it not happen for somebody as long as they never gave up, as long as they didn't quit, as long as they didn't give in, as long as they didn't argue for their limitations or listen to broke people that are in their inner circle, as long as they continue to stay in the game and have that attitude. Not to say you're not going to have a down day. We all have down days. You know, we all flub the dub. That's not the point. The point is, do you stay in that valley? Do you have that victimhood? Yeah, woe is me. You know, all, you can't allow that to happen. This entrepreneurial journey is so, it's so rewarding, man. I can't even describe to you. Being able, my greatest accomplishment has been to be a father. And I would not have been a father had I been in the rat race, in the corporate game. Because I, all my kids, they were corporate orphans. I was just, I would see them when I saw them, maybe on the weekends. But I was working 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Oh, I need a job. I need the insurance. I need the 401k. Screw that. I don't need it. It wasn't until I got past it that I didn't realize I never needed it. That, that the very thing I thought I needed was the thing that was holding me back. Crazy, isn't it? When you think about all that. So use today's message as the rocket fuel to get going on your own journey. And like I always say, be open to anything and be attached to nothing. Because anything truly can happen when you go for your dream. Good and bad. You'll find a lot of great... Look... I got so many speaking gigs throughout this really difficult time. I remember when we brought Susan home on event, I had a, just a random call to go speak in Vancouver, Canada, which is a it's an all cross-country flight to L.A. and then a three-hour flight from L.A. to Vancouver. I didn't even land in Vancouver. My wife allowed me to go. Thank you. And then I ended up speaking in L.A. Here's the crazy thing. I'm going to leave you with it. It's just crazy how this stuff just fell, fell in my lap because I never gave up. Sam, I, I know a guy that's got an event in Vancouver this was a Tuesday. Can you be there Thursday? I'm like, Vancouver? Where the hell is Vancouver? I never even been there. I knew it was up in the Northwest. I'm like, whoa. So I had to talk to my wife. She goes, go, just go. I'm like, but Susan's on a vent. I mean, Trey, we've never left her alone. She's go, just go. I got her. My wife is so strong. I mean, so, so strong. And so I flew to LA and LA to Vancouver, arrived at midnight Vancouver time, which is three in the morning, ended up speaking the next day, had a great time, sold a lot from stage, which was great. Had to take a flight from Vancouver back to L.A. the same day. That's when I spoke with Robert Kiyosaki. Yes, the Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Met the guy that really changed my life through his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that was amazing. Then I came home. You know, all of that happened because I never gave up. I never gave up. I had, look, it was swirling, tumultuous adversity flying all around our family, but I never gave up. I never wanted to be a victim. I never wanted anybody's sympathy. I, I think that's pity. I think it's bull crap. It tastes good for a few minutes. Oh, I feel sorry for you. Okay, great. Now what? Nothing. I just feel sorry. Oh, that doesn't feel good. After a while, you know, I say pity's like junk food. You know, junk food feels great. You go in the pantry, fills you up for 15 minutes, and then you're like, eh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I don't want anybody's pity. I don't want, I want your testimonial. You know what I mean? Like, I want to say, wow, I work with Sam, or I tapped into his message. I don't even care if we ever work together. Just I listened to the podcast and it inspired me to stay in the game. I never gave up. I never gave up. So that's the message. Never give up as we celebrate our baby Susan's seventh birthday. Seven years ago today. It's so crazy. Miracles happen every day. And yours is going to happen. If it hasn't yet, it will. 
Uh, you're waiting on a miracle. And I believe that. I, I stand with you on that. All right, let's go. Hat. The best. Day of a... And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.